Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 28. This week we're going to read 2 Samuel chapters 4 through 15. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read about the life of David, we pray that we would understand that we can only be strong in your strength. When we try to do things our own way, we will only fail. We pray that we will understand that sin is horrible and it causes horrible things and learn to hate it like you hate sin. We pray that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would help us to live our lives for you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 4 When Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands became feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. Saul's son had two men who were captains of raiding bands. The name of one was Baana, and the name of the other Rechab, the sons of Rimon, the Beerothite of the children of Benjamin, for Beeroth is considered a part of Benjamin. And the Beerothites fled to Gataim and have lived as foreigners there until today. Now Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame at his feet. He was five years old when the news came about Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse picked him up and fled. As she hurried to flee, he fell and became lame. His name is Mephibosheth. The sons of Rimon the Beerothite, Rechab and Baana, went and came at about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth as he took his rest at noon. They came there into the middle of the house as though they would have fetched wheat, and they struck him in the body. And Rechab and Baana, his brother, escaped. Now when they came into the house as he lay on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him killed him, beheaded him, and took his head, and went by the way of the Arabah all night. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David, to Hebron, and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. Yahweh has avenged my lord the king today of Saul and of his offspring. David answered Rechab and Baana, his brother, the sons of Rimon the Berethite, and said to them, as Yahweh lives, who has redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when someone told me, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking that he brought good news, I seized him and killed him in Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house, on his bed, should I not now require his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? David commanded his young men, and they killed them, cut off their hands and their feet, and hanged them up beside the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Abner's grave in Hebron. Chapter 5 Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led Israel out and in. Yahweh said to you, You will be shepherd of my people Israel, and you will be prince over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before Yahweh, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years over all Israel and Judah. The king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who spoke to David, saying, the blind and the lame will keep you out of here, thinking, David can't come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. This is David's city. 
David said on that day, Whoever strikes the Jebusites, let him go up to the watercourse and strike those lame and blind who are hated by David's soul. Therefore, they say, the blind and the lame can't come into the house. David lived in the stronghold and called it David's city. David built around from Milo and inward. David grew greater and greater, for Yahweh, the God of armies, was with him. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees, carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house. David perceived that Yahweh had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. David took more concubines and wives for himself out of Jerusalem, after he had come from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. These are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem, Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Elida, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of Yahweh, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Yahweh said to David, Go up, for I will certainly deliver the Philistines into your hand. David came to Baal-perazim, and David struck them there. Then he said, Yahweh has broken my enemies before me, like the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. They left their images there, and David and his men took them away. The Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of Yahweh, he said, You shall not go up. Circle around behind them and attack them in front of the mulberry trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then stir yourself up, for then Yahweh has gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. David did so, as Yahweh commanded him, and struck the Philistines all the way from Geba to Gezer. Chapter 6 David again gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, thirty thousand. David arose and went with all the people who were with him, from Bali Judah, to bring up from there God's ark, which is called by the name, even the name of Yahweh of armies, who sits above the cherubim. They set God's ark on a new cart, and brought it out of Abinadab's house that was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. They brought it out of Abinadab's house, which was in the hill, with God's ark, and Ahio went before the ark. David and all the house of Israel played before Yahweh with all kinds of instruments made of cypress wood, with harps, with stringed instruments, with tambourines, with castanets, and with cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached for God's ark and took hold of it, for the cattle stumbled. Yahweh's anger burned against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by God's ark. David was displeased because Yahweh had broken out against Uzzah, and he called that place Perez-Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of Yahweh that day, and he said, How could Yahweh's ark come to me? So David would not move Yahweh's ark to be with him in David's city. But David carried it aside into Obed-Edom the Gittite's house. Yahweh's ark remained in Obed-Edom, the Gittite's house, three months. And Yahweh blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. King David was told, Yahweh has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of God's ark. 
So David went and brought up God's ark from the house of Obed-Edom into David's city with joy. When those who bore Yahweh's ark had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened calf. David danced before Yahweh with all his might, and David was clothed in a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up Yahweh's ark with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. As Yahweh's ark came into David's city, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before Yahweh, and she despised him in her heart. They brought in Yahweh's ark and set it in its place, in the middle of the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before Yahweh. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of Yahweh of armies. He gave to all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, both to men and women, to everyone, a portion of bread, dates, and raisins. So all the people departed, each to his own house. Then David returned to bless his household. Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious the king of Israel was today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of his servants' maids, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. David said to Michael, It was before Yahweh, who chose me above your father, and above all his house, to appoint me prince over the people of Yahweh over Israel. Therefore I will celebrate before Yahweh. I will be yet more vile than this, and will be worthless in my own sight. But the maids of whom you have spoken will honor me. Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Chapter 7 When the king lived in his house, and Yahweh had given him rest from all his enemies all around, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but God's ark dwells within curtains. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for Yahweh is with you. That same night Yahweh's word came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Yahweh says, Should you build me a house for me to dwell in? For I have not lived in a house since the day that I brought the children of Israel up out of Egypt, even to this day, but have moved around in a tent and in a tabernacle, in all places in which I have walked with all the children of Israel, did I say a word to any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to be shepherd of my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore tell my servant David this, Yahweh of armies says, I took you from the sheep pen, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people, over Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. I will make you a great name, like the name of the great ones who are in the earth. I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in their own place, and be moved no more. The children of wickedness will not afflict them any more, as at the first, and as from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. I will cause you to rest from all your enemies. Moreover, Yahweh tells you that Yahweh will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled, and you sleep with your fathers, I will set up your offspring after you will proceed out of your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men, and with the stripes of the children of men. But my loving kindness will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before you.
Your house and your kingdom will be made sure forever before you. Your throne will be established forever. Nathan spoke to David all these words and according to all this vision. Then David the king went in and sat before Yahweh, and he said, Who am I, Lord, Yahweh, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? This was yet a small thing in your eyes, Lord Yahweh, but you have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come, and this among men, Lord Yahweh. What more can David say to you? For you know your servant, Lord Yahweh. For your word's sake, and according to your own heart, you have worked all this greatness to make your servant know it. Therefore you are great, Yahweh God, for there is no one like you, neither is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. What one nation in the earth is like your people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem to himself for a people, and to make himself a name, and to do great things for you, and awesome things for your land, before your people whom you redeemed to yourself, out of Egypt, from the nations and their gods? You established for yourself your people Israel to be your people forever, and you, Yahweh, became their God. Now, Yahweh God, the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, confirm it forever, and do as you have spoken. Let your name be magnified forever, saying, Yahweh of armies is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, have revealed to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found in his heart to pray this prayer to you. Now, O Lord Yahweh, you are God, and your words are truth, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, let it please you to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you, for you, Lord Yahweh, have spoken it. Let the house of your servant be blessed forever with your blessing. Chapter 8 after this, David struck the Philistines and subdued them. And David took the bridle of the mother city out of the hand of the Philistines. He struck Moab and measured them with the line, making them to lie down on the ground. And he measured two lines to put to death, and one full line to keep alive. The Moabites became servants to David and brought tribute. David struck also Hadadezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to recover his dominion at the river. David took from him one thousand seven hundred horsemen and twenty thousand footmen. David hamstrung all the chariot horses, but reserved of them for one hundred chariots. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David struck twenty-two thousand men of the Syrians. Then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became servants to David and brought tribute. Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Beta and from Berathai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took a great quantity of bronze. When Toi, king of Hamath, heard that David had struck all the army of Hadadezer, then Toi sent Joram his son to King David to greet him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and struck him, for Hadadezer had wars with Toi. Joram brought with him vessels of silver, vessels of gold, and vessels of bronze. King David also dedicated these to Yahweh with the silver and gold that he dedicated of all the nations which he subdued, of Syria, of Moab, of the children of Ammon, 
of the Philistines, of Amalek, and of the plunder of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. David earned a reputation when he returned from striking down 18,000 men of the Syrians in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became servants to David. Yahweh gave victory to David wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, and David executed justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priests. Sariah was scribe. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites, and David's sons were chief ministers. Chapter 9 David said, Is there yet any who is left of Saul's house, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was of Saul's house a servant whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, I am your servant. The king said, Is there not yet any of Saul's house, that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, Jonathan still has a son who is lame in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then King David sent, and brought him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, and fell on his face, and showed respect. David said, Mephibosheth. He answered, Behold your servant. David said to him, Don't be afraid, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake and will restore to you all the land of Saul your father. You will eat bread at my table continually. He bowed down and said, What is your servant, that you should look at such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belong to Saul and all his servants I have given to your master's son. Tell the land for him, you, your sons, and your servants. Bring in the harvest, that your master's son may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, will always eat bread at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at the king's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All that lived in Ziba's house were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table. He was lame in both his feet. Chapter 10 After this, the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanun his son reigned in his place. David said, I will show kindness to Hanun the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent by his servants to comfort him concerning his father. David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. But the princes of the children of Ammon said to Hanun their lord, Do you think that David honors your father in that he has sent comforters to you? Hasn't David sent his servants to you to search the city, to spy it out, and to overthrow it? So Hanun took David's servants, shaved off one half of their beards, and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. When they told David this, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. The king said, Wait at Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. When the children of Ammon saw that they had become odious to David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Syrians of Beth-Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, twenty thousand footmen, 
and the king of Maacah with one thousand men, and the men of Tob twelve thousand men. When David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the mighty men. The children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the entrance of the gate. The Syrians of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Maacah were by themselves in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. The rest of the people he committed into the hand of Abishai his brother, and he put them in array against the children of Ammon. He said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the children of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be courageous, and let's be strong for our people and for the cities of our God, and may Yahweh do what seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him came near to the battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. When the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians had fled, they likewise fled before Abishai and entered into the city. Then Joab returned from the children of Ammon and came to Jerusalem. When the Syrians saw that they were defeated by Israel, they gathered themselves together. Hadadezer sent and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the river, and they came to Helam, with Shobak the captain of the army of Hadadezer at their head. David was told that, and he gathered all Israel together, passed over the Jordan, and came to Helam. The Syrians set themselves in array against David and fought with him. The Syrians fled before Israel, and David killed seven hundred charioteers of the Syrians, and forty thousand horsemen, and struck Shobak, the captain of their army, so that he died there. When all the kings, who were servants of Hadadezer, saw that they were defeated before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians were afraid to help the children of Ammon any more. Chapter 11 At the return of the year, at the time when kings go out, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David stayed at Jerusalem. At evening David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. From the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to look at. David sent and inquired after the woman. One said, Isn't this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, Uriah the Hittite's wife? David sent messengers and took her, and she came in to him, and he lay with her for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David, and said, I am with child. David sent to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. David sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked him how Joab did, and how the people fared, and how the war prospered. David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Uriah departed out of the king's house, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and didn't go down to his house. When they had told David, saying, Uriah didn't go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Haven't you come from a journey? Why didn't you go down to your house? Uriah said to David, The ark, Israel, and Judah are staying in tents. My lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open field. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. David said to Uriah, Stay here today also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next day. When David had called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. 
At evening he went to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, but didn't go down to his house. In the morning David wrote a letter to Joab, and sent it by the hand of Uriah. He wrote in the letter, saying, Send Uriah to the forefront of the hottest battle, and retreat from him, that he may be struck and die. When Joab kept watch in the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew that valiant men were. The men of the city went out and fought with Joab. Some of the people fell, even of David's servants, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then David sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and he commanded the messenger, saying, When you have finished telling all the things concerning the war to the king, it shall be that, if the king's wrath arise, and he asks you, Why did you go so near the city to fight? Didn't you know that they would shoot from the wall? Who struck Abimelech the son of Jerushabeth? Didn't a woman cast an upper millstone on him from the wall so that he died at Thebes? Why did you go so near the wall? Then you shall say, Your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. So the messenger went and came and showed all that Joab had sent him for. The messenger said to David, The men prevailed against us and came out to us into the field, and we were on them even to the entrance of the gate. The shooters shot at your servants from off the wall, and some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. Then David said to the messenger, Tell Joab, Don't let this thing displease you, for the sword devours one as well as another. Make your battle stronger against the city and overthrow it. Encourage him. When Uriah's wife heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. When the morning was past, David sent and took her to his house, and she became his wife, and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased Yahweh. Chapter 12 Yahweh sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb which he bought and raised. It grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food, drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was like a daughter to him. A traveler came to the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to prepare for the wayfaring man who had come to him, but took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. David's anger burned hot against the man, and he said to Nathan, as Yahweh lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He must restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what Yahweh the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that would have been too little, I would have added to you many more such things. Why have you despised Yahweh's word to do that which is evil in his sight? You have struck Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and have taken his wife to be your wife, and have slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken Uriah the Hittite's wife to be your wife. This is what Yahweh says. Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, and I will take of your wives before your eyes, and give them to your neighbor, and he will lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did this secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, and before the son. David said to Nathan, 
I have sinned against Yahweh. Nathan said to David, Yahweh also has put away your sin. You will not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to Yahweh's enemies to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you will surely die. Nathan departed to his house. Yahweh struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it was very sick. David therefore begged God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. The elders of his house arose beside him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not, and he didn't eat bread with them. On the seventh day the child died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he didn't listen to our voice. How will he then harm himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David perceived that the child was dead, and David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. And David arose from the earth, and washed, and anointed himself, and changed his clothing, and he came into Yahweh's house, and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he requested, they set bread before him, and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child was dead, you rose up and ate bread. He said, When the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether Yahweh will not be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. David comforted Bathsheba his wife, and went in to her and lay with her. She bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Yahweh loved him, and he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he named him Jedidiah for Yahweh's sake. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the children of Ammon, and took the royal city. Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah. Yes, I have taken the city of waters. Now therefore gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called by my name. David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. He took the crown of their king from off his head, and its weight was a talent of gold, and in it were precious stones, and it was set on David's head. He brought a great quantity of plunder out of this city. He brought out the people who were in it, and put them under saws, under iron picks, under axes of iron, and made them pass through the brick kiln. And he did so to all the cities of the children of Ammon. Then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. Chapter 13 After this, Absalom the son of David had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon the son of David loved her. Amnon was so troubled that he became sick because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed hard to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. He said to him, Why, son of the king, are you so sad from day to day? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lay down on your bed and pretend to be sick. When your father comes to see you, tell him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me bread to eat, and prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it and eat it from her hand. 
So Amnon lay down and faked being sick. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight, that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was lying down. She took no and kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. She took the pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Have all men leave me. Then every man went out from him. Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the room that I may eat from your hand. Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the room to Amnon her brother. When she had brought them near to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Don't you do this folly. As for me, where would I carry my shame? And as for you, you will be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not listen to her voice, but being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her with exceedingly great hatred, for the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. She said to him, Not so, because this great wrong in sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called his servant, who ministered to him, and said, Now put this woman out from me, and bolt the door after her. She had a garment of various colors on her, for the king's daughters, who were virgins, dressed in such robes. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. Tamar put ashes on her head, tore her garment of various colors that was on her, and she laid her hand on her head, and went her way, crying aloud as she went. Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Amnon your brother been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. Absalom spoke to Amnon, neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. After two full years, Absalom had sheep shivers in Baal Hazor, which is beside Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom came to the king and said, See now, your servant has sheep shivers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. The king said to Absalom, No, my son, let's not all go lest we be burdensome to you. He pressed him. However, he would not go, but blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him, and he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Absalom commanded his servants, saying, Mark now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I tell you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Haven't I commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. The servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got up on his mule and fled. While they were on the way, the news came to David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother, answered, 
don't let my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead, for by the appointment of Absalom this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, don't let my lord the king take this thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead, for only Amnon is dead. But Absalom fled. The young man who kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, many people were coming by way of the hillside behind him. Jonadab said to the king, Behold, the king's sons are coming. It is as your servant said. As soon as he had finished speaking, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept. The king also and all his servants wept bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amihur, king of Geshur. David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. King David longed to go out to Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, since he was dead. Chapter 14 Now Joab the son of Zeruiah perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. Joab sent to Tekoa and brought a wise woman from there and said to her, Please act like a mourner, and put on mourning clothes. Please, and don't anoint yourself with oil, but be as a woman who has mourned a long time for the dead. Go into the king, and speak like this to him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Then the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king. She fell on her face to the ground, showed respect, and said, Help, O king, the king said to her. What ails you? She said, Truly, I am a widow, and my husband is dead. Your servant had two sons, and they both fought together in the field, and there was no one to part them, but the one struck the other and killed him. Behold, the whole family has risen against your servant, and they say, Deliver him who struck his brother, that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he killed, and so destroy the heir also. Thus they would quench my coal which is left, and would leave to my husband neither name nor remainder on the surface of the earth. The king said to the woman, Go to your house, and I will give a command concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the woman, My lord, O king, may the iniquity be on me and on my father's house, and may the king and his throne be guiltless. The king said, Whoever says anything to you, bring him to me, and he will not bother you any more. Then she said, Please let the king remember Yahweh your God, that the avenger of blood destroy not any more, lest they destroy my son. He said, as Yahweh lives, not one hair of your son shall fall to the earth. Then the woman said, Please let your servant speak a word to my lord the king. He said, Say on. The woman said, Why, then, have you devised such a thing against the people of God? For in speaking this word the king is as one who is guilty, and that the king does not bring home again his banished one. For we must die and are like water spilled on the ground, which can't be gathered up again. Neither does God take away life, but devises means, that he who is banished not be an outcast from him. Now, therefore, seeing that I have come to speak this word to my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid. Your servant said, I will now speak to the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his servant. For the king will hear to deliver his servant out of the hand of the man who would destroy me, and my son together, out of the inheritance of God. Then your servant said, Please, let the word of my lord the king bring rest, for as an angel of God, so is my lord the king, to discern good and bad. May Yahweh your God be with you. Then the king answered the woman, Please, don't hide anything from me that I ask you. 
the woman said. Let my lord the king now speak. The king said, Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? The woman answered, As your soul lives, my lord the king, no one can turn to the right hand or to the left from anything that my lord the king has spoken. For your servant Joab urged me, and he put all these words in the mouth of your servant. Your servant Joab has done this thing to change the face of the matter. My lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all things that are in the earth. The king said to Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore and bring the young man Absalom back. Joab fell to the ground on his face, showed respect, and blessed the king, David said. Joab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, my lord king, and that the king has performed the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur, and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. The king said, Let him return to his own house, but let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and didn't see the king's face. Now in all Jerusalem there was no one to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his foot even to the crown of his head, there was no defect in him. When he cut the hair of his head, now it was at every year's end that he cut it, because it was heavy on him, therefore he cut it, he weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels after the king's weight. Three sons were born to Absalom, and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman with a beautiful face. Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem, and he didn't see the king's face. Then Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king, but he would not come to him. Then he sent again a second time, but he would not come. Therefore he said to his servants, Behold, Joab's field is near mine, and he is barley there. Go and set it on fire. So Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom to his house and said to him, Why have your servants set my field on fire? Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent to you, saying, Come here, that I may send you to the king, to say, Why have I come from Geshur? It would be better for me to be there still. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face. And if there is iniquity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him. And when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Chapter 15 After this, Absalom prepared a chariot and horses for himself and fifty men to run before him. Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. When any man had a suit which should come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called to him and said, What city are you from? He said, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Absalom said to him, Behold, your matters are good and right, but there is no man deputized by the king to hear you. Absalom said, moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man who has any suit or cause might come to me, and I would do him justice. It was so, that when any man came near to bow down to him, he stretched out his hand and took hold of him and kissed him. Absalom did this sort of thing to all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. At the end of forty years, Absalom said to the king, Please let me go and pay my vow which I have vowed to Yahweh in Hebron. For your servant vowed a vow while I stayed at Geshur in Syria, saying, If Yahweh shall indeed bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve Yahweh. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. 
But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Two hundred men went with Absalom out of Jerusalem, who were invited, and went in their simplicity, and they didn't know anything. Absalom sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, while he was offering the sacrifices. The conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. A messenger came to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, let's flee, or else none of us will escape from Absalom. Hurry to depart, lest he overtake us quickly, and bring down evil on us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. The king's servant said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king chooses. The king went out, and all his household after him. The king left ten women, who were concubines, to keep the house. The king went out, and all the people after him, and they stayed in Beth Mirhak. All his servants passed on beside him, and all the Carathites, and all the Pelathites, and all the Gittites, six hundred men who came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then the king said to Ittai the Gittite, Why do you also go with us? Return and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile. Return to your own place. Whereas you came but yesterday, should I today make you go up and down with us, since I go where I may? Return and take back your brothers. Mercy and truth be with you. Ittai answered the king and said, As Yahweh lives and as my lord the king lives, surely in what place my lord the king is, whether for death or for life, your servant will be there also. David said to Ittai, Go and pass over. Ittai the Gittite passed over, and all his men and all the little ones who were with him. All the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. Behold, Zadok also came, and all the Levites with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down God's ark, and Abiathar went up, until all the people finished passing out of the city. The king said to Zadok, Carry God's ark back into the city. If I find favor in Yahweh's eyes, he will bring me again, and show me both it and his habitation. But if he says, I have no delight in you, behold, here I am. Let him do to me as seems good to him. The king said also to Zadok the priest, Aren't you a seer? Return into the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimeaz your son, and Jonathan the son of Abiathar. Behold, I will stay at the fords in the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. Zadok therefore and Abiathar carried God's ark to Jerusalem again, and they stayed there. David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives, and wept as he went. And he had his head covered, and went barefoot. All the people who were with him each covered his head, and they went up, weeping as they went up. Someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. David said, Yahweh, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. When David had come to the top, where God was worshipped, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his tunic torn and earth on his head. David said to him, If you pass on with me, then you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and tell Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so I will now be your servant. Then you will defeat for me the counsel of Ahithophel. Don't you have Zadok and Abiathar the priest there with you? Therefore, whatever you hear out of the king's house, 
tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimeaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. Send to me everything you shall hear by them. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.